Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone, to another Sunday edition of The Spilled Tea. I am one of your hosts, Emmy, and I have my completely sexy, aging, perfectly <laughs> awesome Kyle. Say hello, my lover. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I think, you know, she exaggerates just a bit. Nope. Intro. Nope. He's, but I'm not. I'm he's not gonna. Awesome. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna question it or deny. Nope. <laughs> and just to let you know how much I love Kyle, I know that Morgan. He he worships Morgan Fairchild like most people worship God. So it was her <laughs> birthday this week or last week, and so I tweeted out, "Happy birthday, Morgan!" By the way. My friend Kyle loves you, and she retweeted us back like twice. So, <laughs> like you know, that's how much I love Kyle. Okay. Well, um, to be fair, I sent her. I yeah. We're friends on Twitter, so I sent her a direct message saying, "Happy birthday!" You know, blah blah blah. I, I always send her a direct message, and she said, "Thank you so much." And then when you tweeted that, it was just because you know, then whenever then I tweeted it again for everybody to know, and then you tweeted it, and then all of a sudden she's like, mm-hmm. "Thanks to us." It's like, oh my god, this is the best. <laughs> She is awesome. I remember her from um, my favorite Morgan Fairchild role is when she played on The City. And I know that that is so stupid because she was way established before then. But I just feel like that's when she, like, people started noticing her. And I don't know. I, I just love her. I love her. Like, she's survived since the 80s. She still looks awesome. I don't love her as much as Kyle, but I love her. So <laughs> I'd love for her. And Morgan, um, is it Morgan Brittany? Wait, Morgan Brittany, wait, wait, yeah. Hang on. Morgan Brittany, yeah. the one with the dark hair and blue eyes. I love, I've love. always wanted them to do like a TV show where they're sisters. I don't know why. Maybe it's because they both have the, the same name, but oh my God, I love those. I would love that TV movie or series, whatever. But. And, then, and then Morgan Freeman could be their love interest. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> You just ruined it. Oh. <laughs> Speaking of ruining it really quickly, um, I want to talk really, really, really quickly about um, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. So yesterday my um, – I'm not going to tell any spoilers, by the way. But yesterday was my um, oldest nephew's 13th birthday. And – with me being, you know, transitioning, I it was a little awkward at first for me to. I had to tell him, like, indiv- well, no, his mother told him individually, and then I followed up by text, and he's totally fine. You know, he told me, I'm not weird around you. I mean, it's not like you robbed a bank or anything. So he's he's really cool. Um, not so yet. Yesterday I drove. I know. Isn't that the weirdest response? <laughs> I just didn't understand. But you know what? I said I'm going to go with it because. That's his his thinking, and if he's cool, I'm cool. So, um, but he said if I do rob a bank, that I should share the money with him. He did say that. Full of um, So I drove down to Springfield yesterday. Um, I took him to see Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. It was 
the most intense zombie movie I've ever seen. Um, very gory and graphic, of course. I'm telling everybody right now, if you see this movie, do not, I repeat, do not watch the scene after the credits. It will ruin the entire thing for you. You will hate the movie after. Just once the movie ends, leave the theater very quickly. Don't turn around. That's all I'm saying. So, um, so yes, what, what, um, now that we've talked about my weekend a little bit, because that's all I literally did this weekend was spend time in Springfield. Um, Kyle Ann, what have you been doing this weekend, my love? So um, Friday, well, so Friday, it, it was kind of an odd day. So um, we had been um, at um, off-site from work shooting our summer campaign all week. Um, I got back from Puerto Vallarta. Oh, I forgot. I got back from Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, which was an amazing vacation for my friend Brian's 50th birthday. There was like 14 of us there. Swim up bar. Mm-hmm. There was pool time. There was beach time. There was boy time. There was booze time. It was fabulous. It was wonderful. Oh my God! Um, uh, beach boys and booze. Why yeah. leave? What's what, what not to love? I, no, no, trust me. I could have been there another week. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then so I come back. I'm at work all week, and then um, on Friday, my boss was on Thursday. My boss was like, "The show. Oh, I'm gonna work from home tomorrow. What are you guys gonna do?" I was like, well, I think I'm gonna go into the office on Friday. I haven't been in you know two weeks. It's like I should go in. So I wake up in the morning, and I'm checking my emails, and my friend Sarah's email is like, oh, I'm going to work from home today because of the snow, and I've got a sick child, so let's, let's call at 10 o'clock instead of meeting in person. I'm like, what snow? I open my curtain, and it's like blustery and snowy. I'm like, oh, hell no. I'm working from home today. So I email my boss, and I just say, hey, FYI, I decided to work from home. She said, no problem. So then I get a text from a friend of mine who lives out in Tribeca, and there was, I don't know if you saw it on the news, but there was this huge 20-story um, crane that fell and killed someone who was sitting in his car, but it fell. It was like four city blocks mm-hmm. long, or three yes, city I blocks long. Yes, I saw that. Yes, a, a block away from where I work. Okay, <gasps> so we started getting emails from work saying like the building's being evacuated because there's a possible gas main leak, there's a water break, and all this other stuff. So they were just checking in to make sure everybody was safe. And like I, you know, we emailed said no, our our team is working from home today, whatever. But it's like, it's real. It was just really scared. I had a friend of mine text me. He says, are you okay? It's like, yeah, I think I, you know, just stayed in today. I didn't decide to go to work. And that was before I heard about the crane. And then it's like, but it's so odd because it's like right there. That's like my walk home. That's like my walk to work is on that street. It was really kind of odd. That it was a block away. So it was very oh, sad. Oh, my God. I mean, when, when something like that happens, it's like, it could have been a lot worse. It could have been a lot more, you know, because that's a rush hour. But I think since mm-hmm. they were trying to lower the crane, the, the the guys that were manning it and around it were kind of keeping the area clear so there wasn't more people mm-hmm. around there when it happened. But still, it's very tragic. So that was my Friday. So anyway, I worked from home, and they went out with some friends. So Saturday, real quick, I know I'm taking too much time, but no, you're not. My, friend, my friend Eric um, from London is in town, so we decided we we're going to go see a play. And do you know who Russell Tovey is? He's this hot British guy. Uh. He's been looking. Yeah, that's the guy who said that feminine gay guys are not his type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, we he's in a play here in New York called View from the Bridge by Arthur Miller. So we went to see it. Um, and I really liked it. Um, Eric did not. I was a little slow. Uh, but Russell Tovey's in. There's a scene in it where he takes off his shirt. Well, <laughs> the week oh, before, boy. the news had reported, I guess this guy in the audience fainted at the site well, I mean, they're making yeah. it seem like he faded at the side of Russell Tovey's bare chest. I mean, they had I'm to sure stop the show rumor. because they mm-hmm. thought, no, they no, the guy, like, basically, they thought he was having a heart attack. 
Mm-hmm. So they had to stop the show. They got the paramedics out. And it come to find out he didn't have a heart attack. He was having heart problems. But there he So the joke was like, oh, my God, the man got the vapors. He got the vapors when he saw oh, Russell Jobe's bare chest. So whenever we were there, we looked at each other. It's like, okay, promise not to faint when we see Russell Toby without a shirt on. Ah! And then of course, and then of course, our um, our immediate our immediate reaction was like, um, he needed to be shirtless more often in the show. But anyway, that's what that was my last night seeing Russell Toby in, on stage. So, in a very oh. intense Arthur Miller play. Well, Which just don't just act really butch around, around him, and he'll like you. Just just to let you know, if you act real butch, he'll like you. That's okay, but if you actually need to take the I don't. I don't think I can do that, unfortunately. Well. Oh well. well I'll just have to sleep. I'll just have to. I'll just have to date Jonathan Groff instead. Okay, I approve that. I can ship that. <laughs> I can ship that. He's as gorge. Long as, he, as long as he sings to me. Wait, wait, hang on. Have we given up on Zach? I mean, what what what's this Jonathan I hear? Well, Jonathan Groff is like actually it goes to my church. Zach Efron would need some conditioning. Okay. Okay, girl. Get it, girl. Um, you get a better okay. chance with a guy that's you know, with a guy that actually likes guys. <laughs> Again, why are you giving up on Zach? Oh. Um, <laughs> oh, whatever. He's kind of gay though. Let's just be honest with you. He's slightly gay. Did you go see Dirty Grandpa? I did. That's why I'm saying he's slightly gay. <laughs> um, what did you think of Dirty Grandpa? I haven't seen it yet. You see, like oh. you're like my see. My friend Eric is trying to see 366 movies in the year, and he's posting them on Twitter and everything like that. So he's like, you know, whether it be on cable or Netflix or whatever, he, that's, what, that's his goal for the year. You, you I think, have already kind of like almost surpassed that because you're like big. Yeah, I think I already have. And, and since it's uh, February 7th, I think I've surpassed that. But I don't typically include movies that I've seen on TV. I mean, I blog about them, like the Tony Braxton movie, which was right. so good. Um, but I don't know, because I have that movie pass. I told you that I can see these movies. Oh, right, for, right, right. You know, so um, I'm going to go see The Finest Hour and one more movie. I don't know. I'm going to go see The Finest Hour this week, so. Um, well, do you ever get really anal and just, like, start listing all the movies that you see just so you could, at the end of the year, kind of tally about what you did? I have to this year because I'm told that I can take because I blog about my movies, I can take it off for taxes. So oh, I, I'm cool. going to be going back and seeing actually what I did see this last year. So. Oh, cool. Yeah, so we'll see. This is the first time I, I'm doing that. So. I should also, and I was telling Eric last night, I, was, I should send you my friend Jason Leroy. He lives out in San Francisco. He works for iTunes. He and his friend have a blog, have a podcast on iTunes called The Binge where they do movie reviews. And I think you would really enjoy it because Jason is a kick in the pants. He's hilarious. Um, so his reviews are always kind of spot on. Plus, I'm giving him a shout-out because whenever I was living in San Francisco, and since he's on the San Francisco, because he did movie reviews for a, for a blog, and now he – you know, does it elsewhere, it's like he became a part of the San Francisco Film Critics Union. So it's like any time mm-hmm. we get screeners and stuff, he would take me. He only took me to like the to the Zac Efron and High School Music. Like we saw all of the Zac Efron right. movies. We saw Spring Breakers. So I have to give him a shout out because and also we had a we had a little conversation on, on 
on Facebook about how wonderful Jennifer Jason Lee was in The Hateful Eight. So I've got to give him a shout-out. So I'll send you the link to his podcast. I think you'd really enjoy it. Okay. And his name is or Jason maybe, Leroy, you said? Yeah. Or maybe I'll just retweet it so that way everybody who's listening and um, who wants to take a listen, they can. It's pretty good. Okay. If you like movies. Yeah. Yes. Jason Leroy. And what's his, um, what's his, the name of his podcast? The Binge. B-I-N-G-E. The Binge. Okay. It's on iTunes. Cool. Yeah. Um, I'll definitely cool. look for it, too. It's funny, like, it's not like we're sitting down in a, in a studio. It's like I'm at my home. I can actually do this while we're talking. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, but, you know, whatever, take your time. Um, no, you're like, you're like, bitch, get off your ass and go do it right now. <laughs> I'm sitting on the sofa. I would not say that. I would never say that. But Stop you were it. thinking it. <laughs> no. Um, I did want to make mention while we were on um, a little bit of a hiatus, I did have some really good interviews. If you guys want to go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash the spilled tea, I interviewed Austin Shiflett from uh, People Magazine who lost 166 pounds. He's super hot. I mean, he makes Zac Efron look mm, a little ugly. This I mean, Kyle, you're going to love him. I got to show you his. And I follow him on um, Twitter and Instagram. And I also am an actual friend of his on um, Facebook. And he posted a picture of his new hair. This boy is so gorgeous. It's like, why he doesn't model, I don't understand. And during our interview, Kyle, you'll appreciate this. He said, oh, I'm really insecure about my height. And I'm like, well, how tall are you? And he goes, 5'10". I go, just to let you know, Zac Efron's 5'8". And he's not insecure about his height, so you need to get over it. He's like... I didn't know that. So I think you might like him more than um, Zach Efron, and he's 22. I mean, he's got all the makings of a Kyle crush. I mean, I don't understand what's going to happen, but whatever. Um, I also interviewed uh, my cousin, Tyrese Lawless. He is an actor in um, Atlanta, Georgia, and he told us, he told me, I told him that we are, um, related to the late act, the late um, rapper Easy E from NWA, and he told me that he bumped into Don Cheadle at our family reunion. So Don Cheadle's sort of related to us in some weird way. So that was an interesting conversation. And then finally, I interviewed um, my straight husband, Canadian husband. Um, his name is Clayton Chitty. He's an actor in Canada, and he, oh, my God, I just, I love him so much. And um, it was a good interview. It was weird because he and I talked for, I think it's going on a year we've been talking online, and um, he's just such a good person. So I think you guys should all listen to those interviews. Um, Kyle had mentioned before we were um, signing on that he's going to be doing um, the 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 Super Bowl. He's joining the Super Bowl brigade. Um, any reason why you're doing that, Kyle? I mean, is any special reason why you're watching? Well, <laughs> everybody knows I'm a big football fan, right? <laughs> you do like to play with this pigskin girl. I do. Um, yes, I do like I do like round things between my legs. Um, so, um. <laughs> or field goals. 
Um, no, I mean, the friends of mine, we're, we're just talking about it. And it's like, it's like a fun little thing. We're just going to hang out and watch. I mean, I have no interest in either of the teams. I usually like to watch the yeah. team that, like, it's from my hometown. It's from, like, you know, it was either New Orleans, San Francisco, or, you know, those are fun that I can root for. But it's like, it's like I don't really care either way. <laughs> so it's going to be funny. And then as we were talking, it's like, you know, it's always fun to watch the ads, of course. That's going to be a big highlight. Yeah. Um, we all know um, they just announced that Lady Gaga is performing the national anthem, so that's making the Super Bowl a little bit gayer, um, and with mm. Marley Matlin signing it. And then halftime who? Marley Matlin. Okay, this this Super Bowl just got really gay, like like really gay. Marley Matlin is sort of she's like gay icon adjacent. So okay, so we got Lady Gaga. Marley Matlin. And as we were talking earlier, Coldplay's doing the halftime show, but there's supposed to be some appearance by Beyonce. And I was telling Emmy earlier, like, you know, I have really no interest in either of these people because, as I said, I am not a bay gay. I do not worship her. I like her. I don't (laughs) think she's the, the, I don't think she's the end all be all. So it's like, I'm a, I'm a bad I'm a bad gay because I'm not, I'm not a bay gay and I all, and I also don't think Lady Gaga walks on water so there you go <laughs> bay gay you know what's funny um, it, first of all I've never be, heard of that or should it be gay bay I think it's bay gay I'm not a no bay gay gay, yeah. gay bay is definitely a good one um, it, I've never heard of that first of all but second of all it's so accurate that you're either a bay gay or you're not. Like, that's so right. funny. Um, I mean, I don't deny I that am... she's talented. I don't deny that she's talented. I do agree she is mm-hmm. a talented woman. I'm just not into it as much as other people. That's all. I mean, like, I'm going to yeah. make that very clear. I do not, I'm not saying I don't like her. I'm just saying I appreciate the fact that this woman is super talented. It's just not my yeah. guilty. She's super talented, but something's up with her. Okay, so first she, there's a rumor that she fired her father years ago because he cheated on her mother and had a baby out of wedlock. So it's true that she did fire her father, but the reason being, we don't know. Now comes this week where she fired her entire management com- um, staff, including her cousin. Why? Nobody knows. But what's up with this girl? I don't, I don't know. She's, mm, hmm. I don't know. I think she's kind of cutthroat, I bet. I have a feeling she's very cutthroat. Um, hello, Dusty's. Hello, Dusty's child. There used to be five people, and then there were four, and then there were three, and then yeah, when she Dusty's and, and then when she did the Super Bowl halftime show, she popped up her two former co-singers like toast from the bottom of the stage. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they did like a pop tart. They went. Whoop, it's like and whoop, they almost fell. Well, no, <laughs> Kelly handled it like a pro. Michelle had a little. Whoa. Yeah, Michelle was like, "Ooh, what do I do back in the spotlight?" She, she, I think she jumped up a little <clears throat> too high. That's what happened. Girl, I'm. She wasn't fell. ready. Yeah. No, she wasn't ready. Baguette. Um. So, what else are we going to talk about, my dear? Um. Well, I'm trying to think I, what happened this week. So, I mean, did we get a chance to talk about Grease Live already, or did did you already? No, we did not. Okay. Okay. Let's let's go. What let's keep the thought? conversation. Let's keep the conversation on a gay trajectory. Yes. <laughs> let's make this the gayest show we can. 
And then um, Liza Minnelli is just going to pop out. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Grief Live. Grief Live. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. I thought, as many of my friends did as well, I thought the production was very well done. The staging, mm-hmm. the direction, I thought they did an amazing job with that. Um, mm-hmm. My high, the the as for the performers, my highlights were Juliana Huff and Vanessa Hudgens. Okay, those are my highlights. My lowlights <laughs> were Aaron Smith and mm-hmm. Kiki Palmer's acting, not her singing. Okay, so explain why Aaron. I mean, it's obvious why Kiki Palmer. Her acting was bad. That's obvious. But Aaron is a trained theater actor who's won awards. So what didn't you like about him? Well, I just don't think he. I don't think he exuded this cool factor that Danny Zuko is supposed to do. I mean, when you grow up against John Travolta in Greece, it's kind of hard. But I just don't think. I. I mean, he definitely. And as my friend Eric said, I think he's a little too skinny. His arms were tight. But it's too skinny. He looked like he was, I don't know, there was something about him that I didn't think was like he was, and maybe kind of looked a little too old. I don't know. Hmm. I just think when you put him with the other cast members, I thought he was weaker than some of the others. Even though, yeah, he's trained on Broadway and stuff, but this is a little different. I mean, when Juliana Huff outshines you, you know, come on. But I thought she yeah. and Sandy was perfect. I thought she was perfect. And Vanessa Hodges, I rewatched There Are Worst Things I Could Do, and I was like, last night, I was like, well, she did a good job. She hit all the notes and stuff, but there was really no emotion behind it, kind of like when, um, unlike Stocker Channing, when she did it in Greece. But then I rewatched it, and it's like, when you factor in the, the woman's has, uh, father died the day before, just passed away, and she and you watch it again, it's like, no, she's doing a great job of uh, putting some character and emotion to the song. So I give her applause for that, because she really nailed that song. And I thought she did a really good job as well. Uh, um, did you notice anything about the production values? I'm, I I can't believe that you haven't mentioned it, but go ahead. Something um, like, pretty you... big happen? No? Um, was it the scene where Didi Khan, the original Frenchie, played Vi at the diner and went to turn off the lights and miss, missed the outlet just like they did in the movie? <laughs> no, but that's a good one. Um, when yeah, that was Sandy little... was singing Hopelessly Devoted, she was on the the Pretty Little Liars house set. Just letting you know. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And did I know you saw it because I saw it. I saw it right away. When they were in the the trams at the end, they like the second tram almost like flipped over because it ran over a curb. Did you see that? Oh, the one with, yeah, the one with the coach, yeah. That was a little like <laughs> yeah. And he reacted. He was like, whoa. Um, yeah. I thought, um, so my take on it was, before I put my take on it, did you have any more to add or anything? Well, the only thing I was going to say about Kiki Palmer was, I mean, I, I like her. I really do. I mean, I thought she had, a, she had a beautiful little singing voice. I didn't know she was that good of a singer. But the thing was, it's like she, I think she was still channeling Zayday Williams from Scream Queen yeah. as Marty. She was a little over the top for me. You know, mm. she she was like playing like Grease in the Hood or something. She was a little yeah. too <laughs> caricaturish, where everybody else was just playing it real. You know, 
You know, and I can, I, you know what, I got, um, I called Kiki after her performance, and she said that, you know, with the whole Oscar so white thing, she wanted to bring the ghetto to kind of show it's diverse. So, um, you hear, you heard it live first, people. That's why she brought okay. the ghetto. Um, I hope that okay. explains things for you a little bit. It is. I guess I'll just have to watch Akila uh-huh. and the Bee again to get her real <laughs> You're such a mess. I can't deal with you. <laughs> um, so my take on it was everybody knows, I think it was two years ago, Julianne Huff decided that she wanted to go out on Halloween and be crazy eyes from Orange is the New Black. Now, if everybody knows Orange is the New Black, crazy eyes is a black person. She's brown skin. So Julianne Huff, of course, twisted her hair and put on brown makeup. Um, I've hated her ever since then, and I thought that she was an idiot. And so when I heard turning it on, well, when I heard that she was going to be Sandy, I was like, ugh, I want to avoid it. Because unlike Kyle, I adore Ann Trevet. I love him. I've loved him since I saw that fabulous, beautiful bubble butt on um, Gossip Girl when he was... um, track on Gossip Girls, so, uh-huh. or Trip, sorry, Trip, he was Trip, and um, loved him ever since then, even watched a couple episodes of Graceland, just because I love him, Julianne Huff, so as much as I hate her, okay, I would trip her if I saw her walking down the street, she nailed it at Sandy, I'm saying, like, I didn't know she could sing, she nailed it for hopelessly devoted, I mean, every note, this woman, I, I was in shock. I was like, God damn, got to give credit where credit's due. Um, not because I'm a an Aaron advocate, but I thought he was perfectly cast as um, Danny because Danny's cool, but Danny's relatable. Like John Travolta, when he was, you know, younger and more sane, he was hot and sexy as Danny, and he was a bit, like, um, rough around the edges, but you could tell that he was a diamond underneath all that, you know, and that's that's what I thought Aaron brought to it. He was, he was very preppy, but still little, you know, he was very skinny. Those short shorts were real short. I mean, I saw his religion, and he's Catholic. So um, I thought that was interesting. And he has his little butt. I, I'll share the meme with you that I found of his butt. Um, just like you said, Vanessa, I thought Vanessa as Rizzo, mm, that's weird. She did not falter any line. She was so quick with her lines. She was like, it was like she was talking, not she was performing. And her song, her solo was amazing. I didn't even, I forgot about her dad dying because I didn't hear, well, I knew he was sick, but I didn't hear he had died. And so when she did her performance, I was like, damn, this girl's focused. And then I heard that he died. I'm like, oh, that's why. Um, So, yeah, I, I liked it a lot. And it was the highest live performance since all of the live performances started coming on. So, yeah. Sorry, Carrie um, Underwood. It was higher than Sound of Music. Mm. Sorry. See, I knew that. 
I I knew Julianne could sing because she had a country album. So I, oh, I, I have didn't one know of her that. songs. Yeah. Oh. But let's not talk about country music because, and I know that you don't know this, the Property Brothers have two country songs. Yeah. I'm just going to leave that right there. Um, I love you, Jonathan. Yeah, I love you, Jonathan, but no, honey, no. It's it's not good. Um, How else can we get gay? Um, I don't well, I don't know. How how else can we get gay on this show today? Well, I mean, Oscars are coming up, and we uh, we didn't talk about the SAG Awards either. Oh, yes. Um, well, the SAG Awards weren't that gay, though. They were kind of gay. I mean, can we just talk about for one second that I hope Alicia Vikander doesn't win another award? <laughs> not because she's not talented, not because she's, you know, didn't really bring it, but she gives the most boring speeches in the history of speeches. No. And I can't deal. I can't, I can't. No, Kyle, I can't deal. It is boring. But well, I disagree. I mean, I, 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 too hope she, I too hope she doesn't win because I want Jennifer to win. But um, right. and I haven't seen The Danish Girl because I think it's kind of lost some steam, but it's like I, I didn't see that. Or, yeah. I didn't see a bunch of movies, so... But um, I think she's got it in the bag, only because she's winning every damn award for it. So I think she's got it in the bag. Oh, please, Jennifer, be the upset. Um, I know, right? That's about, what I think, too. There is something that happened that was really super uber gay on the SAG Awards. Um, one of the gayest things in our culture is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. And one of the stars to emerge from the Rocky Horror Picture Show is Susan Sarandon. Um. Susan Sarandon's Golden Globes showed up at the SAG Awards. Um, when I saw her come out, I was like, oh, shit, someone forgot to put a camisole on her. Nope, she wanted to show her boobs. And I just kept thinking, damn it, Janet, can't you just cover those up? She, her bra was visibly showing, and she had the jacket on, and I didn't know, I didn't understand why she was doing it. Like, I didn't... I didn't get the fashion statement because her hair was a mess. Her boobs were out. She looked kind of drunk or that she had sex with somebody backstage. Um, so for me, that was the gayest moment of the SAG Awards. What about you? Mm, I don't remember any gay moments. I do remember what the cutest moment was whenever, um, right after they did Straight Outta Compton, and they introduced Saoirse Ronan from Brooklyn, and it was like panning around the stage, and she finally comes out, and she says, well, I, you know, messed that up. I was backstage, having a glass of water, watching straight out of Compton, and totally missed my cue. I thought she was the yeah. cutest little thing. That was funny. Um, her... All right, I'm going to say what you probably shouldn't say. Her accent bugs the shit out of me. It's almost like... Ooh, what? A, a, what? So, Saoirse Ronan, her accent is like a New York accent, like so, it's like the nanny mixed with an Irish accent. Oh, it bugs the shit out of me. I can't. I, see, I, can't me, I, I only hear Irish, and only because the Irish pub next door to me has all these Irish women that work there, and I know them. So it's like the voice that's like, oh. oh, I know that. I know that accent. Oh, okay. Um. What I, I I did tear up a little bit with Carol Burnett getting the Lifetime Achievement Award. Um. 
I used to watch the Cara Burnett show. I loved it. But I'm more teared up because she walked in on stage and she kind of looked like your grandma, you know, like your nana getting an award. And I was just like, oh, I love her. I just wish she was back on TV. Well, um, one of the things when they were showing the retrospective of all of her stuff that she did, I mean, they took a lot of, like, Carol Burnett show, but she's done, you know, a lot of other stuff. Um, she has. One of my one of my favorite TV movies she's ever done, and it was a dramatic mm-hmm. turn that she did. And I think do you, do you, this was way back, I think, maybe in the early 80s. Um, the National Enquirer had posted something about Carol Burnett being an alcoholic. And she mm-hmm. sued them for slander and won. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. You know, it's the Enquirer. I mean, they're making shit up all the time. But I'm wondering, there was a TV there was a TV movie she did called Beatrice, story of a story of an alcoholic. I, I don't think that's the total time, but um, she basically it took place in like the forties or fifties. And she was this woman who was an alcoholic. And then when she got clean because of AA, she opened up this wayward house, wayward house for like women who were getting out of prison, who were there for alcoholism or for whatever. And she helped them get back on their feet. So it's kind of like a story of courage um, thing because it's like she started out as a drunk and then she wanted to help these women in this house. And it's one of my favorite. and my friend Jack and I always laughed about that because anytime it was on TV, it's like, oh, my God, did you watch Beatrice? Um, it's one of my favorite performances of her ever because it's like this dramatic turn, kind of like when she did Friendly Fire back in the 80s. Um, it was this TV movie where she and her husband, um, their son was killed in the war because of um, Friendly Fire, meaning I think he was trying to desert and his, his um, team shot it, like, they turned against him and shot him. So, or maybe the, mm-hmm. I don't remember the whole thing, but anyway, she, she does dramatic very well. And like Beatrice is, if you right. ever like look it up or go to her IMD page and see if you can find it. If you ever get a chance to see it, you should, it's really good. It's really, really good. It's one of my favorite things that she's done. So it, it's called I Life of the Party, the story of Beatrice. Yes, that's it. That's mm-hmm. it. It's so good. Um, my favorite Carol Burnett dramatic role was um, on Law and Order SVU, where she played this this um, this woman who had a lot of what money. Wasn't she a former dancer? Do you know what I'm talking about? What's that? Yeah, uh, yeah. She was like a former dancer or something. Or was yes, she just a and, and um, Matthew Matthew Lillard was her ne- her quote nephew end quote, and yes. it turns out that they were sleeping together since she since he was like 17. And she was yeah. married, and her husband got killed, and we didn't know who killed the husband. And she was such a bitch. She was not funny at all. She was I so she was, creepy. <laughs> I think she was nominated. I think she was nominated for an Emmy for that, if I'm not mistaken. She was. I wouldn't be surprised. She was nominated yeah. for an Emmy. She should have won, but oh my god, she was so awful. She was so mean, and I'm like, that's my favorite role of hers, aside from, of course, Eunice on Family. Um, Mama's Family, which was my all-time favorite. But um, oh yeah, my other comedic role that I loved about her was <laughs> was on Glee, where she played um, Sue Sylvester's mom. I think she was like a vampire hunter or something. And she, <laughs> the the line I will never forget. She's like, you know, Sue, you've always been a handsome woman. I, I thought one day you'd grow into your look. I never forgot that line because it's just so, I've never heard of the term handsome woman, but I just, I, I, I freaking love Carol Burnett. I love her so much. Oh, I wish she was back on TV permanently, but I want her, Angela Lansbury, to do like 
a show. <laughs> I don't know what it's supposed to be. Maybe it's going to be after the Morgan Brittany, Morgan Fairchild show. I don't know. But I just, I, I love Carol Burnett. She's awesome. Um, hmm. How, how, uh, we need to think of one more gay thing before we go. Hmm. Um, whatever should that be? Um, we talked about Russell to- Tovey giving someone a heart attack. Um, <laughs> we talked about pigskin. Hmm. How so, else yeah. can we get gate? Well, and the Super Bowl is, well, I mean, technically it's not in San Francisco. It's in Santa Clara, but San Francisco is supposedly the, the the host city, even though the, the, the stadium is not in the city. It's 25 miles up. Oh, um, I just, so here's something kind of gay. Um, everybody, everyone who's gay has watched Death Becomes Her. Kyle just tweeted me. <laughs> Connie, <laughs> this tweet. This is so bad. Um, the People versus OJ was on. It's it's a ten part series. It's called American Crime: The People versus OJ, and it's about the OJ Simpson trial. It's really um, good. Connie Britton plays Faye Resnick, and Selma Blair pay, plays Chris Jenner, and those are two of Nicole Brown Simpson's best friends. Um, so one of Kyle's friends put Connie Britton and Selma Hayek at the Nicole Brown Simpson funeral. <laughs> We're gunning hard for a Death Becomes a remake. <laughs> that is the funny thing. It's funny because, because if you've seen Death Becomes Her, um, towards the end of the movie, um, Bruce Willis's character dies, and then the two women, Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn, are dressed in, you know, funeral garb, and they're at the back of the church, and they're talking. And so it kind of looks like Selma and Connie. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. I'm dying right now. Um, <laughs> how did you feel about that? I mean, it's not very gay, but how did you feel about um, the show? It's run by a gay man, though, by the way. Ryan Murphy, but... How did you feel about O.J. Simpson, um, the, the the TV series? Oh, I think it's really good. I mean, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna totally watch it. I think it's really good. Um, Cuba Gooding Jr. was on Watch What Happens Live, and they and you know Andy Cohen asked him. He said, so after doing this, what do you think about O.J.'s innocent or guilt? You know, and he said, he said right now he said people. He said I'm not gonna say what I think. It's like people have kind of already made up their minds, yay or nay, anyway. So it's like. What's the point mm-hmm. of me having to say something else anyway? So it's like, mm-hmm. so it's kind of a, it's kind of a nice response. I think he's doing a really good job. Um, I mean, whether or not he looks like OJ or sounds like him, mean, that's beyond the point. I mean, it's, it's acting. That, so yeah. I think he's doing a, I think he's doing a good job. I think everybody really is. Well, but, well except for, except he, for Selma Blair. But it's like I do want to see more of Connie Britton's favorite. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see more of Madeline and. Um, what what was her name? Madeline and oh. Helen. Helen, thank you. Um, how do Remember you feel Mad about the hell? <laughs> and you have a hole. I have a hole in my stomach. Um, sorry. What do you think of the rest of the cast? Like anybody stand out besides Cuba for you? Um. No, I mean, I mean, I think everybody's doing a really good job. I think John Travolta's doing a really good job. 
Um, Ugh, I can't so see. Creepy. I, I can't see beyond David Trimmer being David Trimmer. I um, know. And Sarah Paulson's doing a good job. You know what I noticed about um, David Swimmer? Him as Ross, he was very nasally. I think the direction of Ryan Murphy, he's brilliant, by the way. David does not talk like Ross in this. He talks like how I think Rob Kardashian or Robert Kardashian talks. Um, and also Sarah Paulson, who has always, I, I think her entire life has a list. You cannot hear that lisp anymore. Did you notice that? Like, her lisp is gone. It's, like, completely Hmm. gone. And I'm like, where the hell did that go? How did she get rid of that? She's brilliant as Marsha Clark. And I guess Marsha Clark, she talked to Marsha, and they they had, like, a good rapport, and Marsha said, Sarah, I'm sorry about the hair. I really am. Um, I I think she's doing a bang-up job. I also, and I know that you noticed it. Did you notice all the little Kardashian sprinkles in it? Kimmy, Courtney, Kylie, stop running around. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of stupid. I'm dying. I'm dying. Oh, my God. Don't shoot. Don't please don't kill yourself in Kimmy's bedroom. I'm like, okay, enough. All right, enough. Just stop it right now. We don't, we don't need to promote them any more than they already are. Um I, uh, yeah, I just, I think that's a little weird, but other than that, I think everybody's doing a great job, just like you said. Yeah. So, um, I think this is gay enough. We can um, <laughs> take a break now. <laughs> um, before we go, what is your, uh, what are your big plans this week? Oh, busy at work. Um, I'm going to see another okay. show on Tuesday night, but um, it's just another busy work week, so. You know, just moving along, moving along. How about you? Um, I have Friday off, and I hate – everybody who knows me knows I hate taking days off, but I have to do this. I'm going Why? down to the courthouse. And, well, I have – I'm just a worker bee. You know I am. I just – I know, I like but you work, earned – you earned I know. <laughs> I know. So I'm taking the day off to go down to the courthouse and figure out why my name change is taking so long. So that's why I'm taking the day off. Um, And maybe I'll obviously go see a movie. And, um, of course. And then it's Valentine's Day weekend this weekend. (laughs) And I'm still single. So it sucks. Um, I have a friend in town from... He's coming in from L.A. He work, He's going to be at Fashion Week, so I'll get to see him this week. And then my aunt and uncle are in town the week of the 18th. So it'll be kind of – February is going to be extremely busy, work-wise nice. and, you know, personal-wise. So. That's good, though. I, um, I'm not getting the same luxury. I mean, I had hoped that either Jonathan Scott or Frankie V from Jammin' 94.5 would ask me on a date. But that hasn't happened yet, so I mean, I, oh, guess well. I should probably give up on that. No, dream big. Mm, yeah, I mean, Matt Damon was there, but then he got married. But I have to show you the video. There's a funny video. I have to tweet it out. Um, Kim Whitley was at an award show, and Shamar Moore was there, 
And she's like, hey, Shamar, why don't you come take a ride on the fluffy side? And he comes up on stage and kisses her. Hilarious. 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 I'll have to send it to you. But. Oh, well, speaking, it's so funny that you mentioned Shamar Moore because my friend Michael, who lives in L.A., took a picture mm-hmm. of Shamar Moore in his Jeep as he was driving out mm-hmm. at the red light, and he reached over, yelled Shamar, and he looked over and gave him a big, flashy, toothy grin. And my friend Michael Aww. took a picture of he said, I am still reeling from the fact that Shamar Moore, like, let me take a picture of him in his car. <laughs> well, I mean, I would have too, but I was, you know, occupied. Um, my head was down. Anyway. Um, oh, wow. We went there. <laughs> I love him. Stop it. He's my number two. Oh. That's why he was smiling so big. He was like, she almost done. Um <laughs> This is your fault. I was not like this before I met you. Sure. This is all your fault, bitch. Um, My friend told me that I can't date Shamar Moore because, and I need people to confirm this for me. I don't believe this, but she said that Shamar was very mean to a woman who was overweight. And I said, you know what? You have no idea. Because I defended him and I got right in her face. I said, you have no idea if that woman was stalking him on Twitter. And that's why he was ignoring her, because he loves big women. He always posts about his um, baby girl T-shirt line. If they post a picture, he retweets it and posts it. So don't tell me he doesn't like big girls. So I just want you people out there who are making fun of my Shimon and spreading nasty rumors, I will come for you. Okay? Thank you. Um, whew. Now that I'm calm, uh, thank you everyone for listening. <laughs> That's fun. And read some bitches. Um, thank you everyone for listening, and it's good to catch up with Kyle always. I love him to death. So. Well, sorry I've been away so long, but, you know. It's okay. It's okay. Things you were busy, girl. <laughs> so, um, everyone have a great week, and Kyle, I will talk to you later. Yes, have a great week yourself. Thanks, hon. Bye, everyone. Bye. Still thirsty for more tea? Then check out our upcoming and archived shows right here on our Blog Talk radio page. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at The Spilled Tea and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Spilled Tea. Thanks for listening to tonight's episode of The Spilled Tea.